Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got on the option? No, oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say, say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in New, New York, York City. City. I'm Connor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell. Dylan, what is going on? We, I'm like pretending we don't live together, but like, tell me what's going on. Well, we've been apart this whole week because I, you know, I'm fresh from the Smoky Mountains. I went on a little social distance literally like a locked down version of vacation. Me and Hunter, my boyfriend, and it's his two best friends who are now my close friends as well, um, did a little cabin in Sevierville, which is right by Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. You did it like the reality shows are doing it, where you like quarantine, mm-hmm. get, get tested, and then go yep. together, which is like, yep. I think legit. I, I mean, I'm really proud of you guys for like taking these precautions because it takes a lot of effort, but it sounds, tell me, tell me what you did. I, I'm still confused. You filled me, you were texting me all week, except for when I thought you died um, on a hike for like eight hours and then you were back. But tell me what, like, what was the highlight? I thought I died as well because, <laughs> you know, I keep saying that the, the views were breathtaking when in reality, I just had no breath the entire hike because it was <laughs> exhausting. I, Girl. you know, I am, I'm not like a nature boy, like, hiker type scenario. I love nature. Um, It was fun. I got to give a shout out to Hunter who encouraged me the whole time. He sat with me on a, on a stump as I cried in disappointment that I was like, I can't believe I can't do this, but we did. We made it. It was beautiful. And um, you know, being off my phone for like eight hours was something I don't think has happened in so long for me. And it was just nice to not, be worried about what was happening on social media or anything like that. But we played games. We stayed in the cabin. We grew close. We had a hot tub. Um, Hunter cooked all this food. It was truly an amazing trip. And it also just made me think about like what's, what matters most, you know, I'm shaking. This is, you're like a hippie now and I love it. That's right. Um, I, I would do it again in a heartbeat and I would, and I would recommend it to anyone to do it the safe way. Um, Shout out to the barefoot hideaway where, where we stayed. Are they, are, they, are they our new sponsor? Yes, definitely. Definitely. We'll, they'll offer a special discount code. Oh my God, I love it. We're fully kidding. Maybe we're not. Okay. Anyway, Dylan, we need to jump in with our guest. I know. I am so excited. This guest has been in our minds and our hearts for a long time, and I am so excited. Let me just bring them in. Our guest today is a double Tony Award nominee, having garnered a nod for Best Featured Actress in a Play in 2015 for her role as Jessica in Hand to God, as well as Best Featured Actress in a Musical in 2019 as the lovable Sandy Lester in Tootsie, for which her show-stopping performance was also nominated for Outer Critics Circle and Drama Desk Awards. Her inimitable voice, sensational comedic chops, and emotional prowess have been showcased in the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, Avenue Q, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, Into the Woods at the Public, and Vanities, for which she can also be heard on the gorgeous cast recording, and so much more. There's truly so many more credits we could list. On TV, she occurs as Bonnie Barella on Showtime's hit series, Billions, all three seasons of Epic's critically acclaimed series, Get Shorty, Kevin James's new Netflix comedy, The Crew, the Steven Universe series and movie, and so much more. She's currently living in NYC with her extremely handsome fiance and adorable dog and her heartfelt and heartwarming debut EP, You Can Ukulele With Me, is out now, courtesy of Broadway Records. Please welcome to drama, Sarah, Sarah Styles. Styles. <laughs> oh my gosh. That felt good. That's a lot of things. It is. <laughs> so many. Are you exhausted? <laughs> No, God, I'm ra- raring to go. I'm I just love waiting. It. Let me out of the cage. Let me let me out. <laughs> Sarah, thanks for doing this with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, we are obsessed with your new. We got a little sneak peek of the EP. I should yeah, say. D- what did they play for you? 
we got, I think, all of it, honestly. Oh, you got the f- all five? It's short, right? Yes. It's like 14 yeah. minutes or something. It's, oh, but it's like one of those things you can just listen to on loop and over and over oh, again. And we will you. dig all into it. I already have to say <laughs> forever dreaming. That's what yeah. it's called, right? My fave. Yep. Oh, oh good. My God. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, the writer, um, Holly Gawanter, uh, what played the ukulele in that one and it, she oh. did such a great job yeah we had a bunch of different musicians but she she did play that one herself oh thank my God. you i love that one i love it's them all i think they're beautiful. like little chocolates i just love them <laughs> oh my delicious God. what inspired what inspired you to want to do this album you know i will i was thinking about this the other day and i was talking to you know holly and i have been working together for the last five years we did um my solo show Joe's, uh, at Joe's Pub called Squirrel Heart. We collaborated and put that together. And one of the songs, the closing song for that show was the first track of this EP, oh, which is the La La song. Um, so we've been, you know, that was sort of the inspiration. That was the jump off point. And I'm like, you got to write more of these. We got to put together an album. Let's do it. And um, it finally came together this year. But I, I will also say, um, Working on Steven Universe, the movie, and recording that music f- with Rebecca Sugar, it insp- I really loved that whole experience in the recording studio and working on that original music that she wrote. And I, I called Holly right after, and I'm like, we got it. We got to get on this. Like, I really want to make this happen. And so she was a big inspiration, and that, and that um, project was a big inspiration, too. Oh, well, it's so beautiful. Everyone needs Thank to listen. You. I mean, so you recorded it before the world changed, right? Yeah, right okay. before. Yeah, we did it wow. two weeks, um, two or three weeks, the very last week of February. So right before uh, we went into lockdown and it was, yeah, it was very different. It's crazy how um, the songs have sort of evolved for me in my heart, you know, and how I... Uh, how I feel about them when I hear them. Um, yeah, especially waiting for the light. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. It right. feels like very, very timely. Like, it kind of reminds me of like a Joan Baez, like a modern Joan Baez type vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just, you'd think it was recorded during lockdown. And I know. Every, the post-George Floyd world that we're living in. Like, yeah, yeah. It feels so relevant. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I really think it does too. And yeah, Holly wrote them, you know, years ago at this point. Wow. And so it's it's kind of crazy. It was like a little bit of a foreshadow, but uh, they have certainly working on them during this time has um, been pretty special and also, I don't know, helped me a lot mentally <laughs> during this time. Oh, I think all of us that worked on it, you know, just having something to create and also uh, that's something that's so much about connection and community and love and 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 being good to your neighbor and uh, just gathering together in the light, you know? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, thing. it's wonderful. Oh yeah. Do you, do you have a personal favorite on the, on the EP? I think I, I would say the La La song is probably my favorite because it was sort of our firstborn. <laughs> That's what I always tell Holly. I'm like, she was, she was the first one that came. So she will always feel like um, very special. And I got to, perform that song in Get Shorty as well. My character Gladys got to sing it in one of the episodes. So I've carried that song sort of around me. It's the first song I learned how to play on the ukulele. So it, it's definitely special to me. I feel like that the crossovers between you and Gladys are endless as throughout right. your career. <laughs> how cool. It's, I know. It's, she started off, this, she started off as Ray Romano's character's secretary. He was like a uh, producer, movie producer, and um, she, then David Holmes, the the writer, showrunner, found out that I could sing and had this whole like Broadway background that he had no idea when he cast me, and he just changed her. He started writing her, and she, she became a singer, and then she started performing, and then all of a sudden she she books Tootsie in season three. <laughs> which, which was just... so crazy. I mean, we we I flew out to shoot that the week after the Tonys. So I was like, yeah, it was crazy. Like I left on a Sunday night and went to Vancouver. I hardly slept, went right to the set. And for, we shot all of my scenes for the whole, that whole season basically in um, four days. Yeah. And so I was like in my Sandy outfit that wasn't really my Sandy outfit. And 
we were, I was using props that weren't really the props, but looked a lot like the props. <laughs> I just had my earbuds. Yeah. Like the earbuds in were like, had the accompaniment. So no one could hear the accompaniment. They could just hear me. Can you imagine hearing that song with no accompaniment? They were like, what is going on with this chick? <laughs> well, Yazbek is already a tough, he's, a, he's tough. His, his, his rhythms and his melodies yeah. are so intricate that I, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sure even learning that song in the first place was a challenge. I, I was going to say they're a bitch to learn, but man, they're <laughs> satisfying to perform. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so many questions, but I think it's really a testament to, I suppose, the writers of Get Shorty that they were able to come up with this meta, interesting, character-specific choice to still incorporate yeah. you in the season, get it done in such a short window of time yeah and also make it true to to gladys i think that's i don't know if anything like that's really ever happened before i know yeah i felt really it it felt really cool to to be given that opportunity for sure and i felt like wow i'm I'm working with some awesome people that are just true collaborators and like you know yeah, they were great. Davey's great. And Scott Sanders was very influential in helping make it all happen because he is a huge fan of uh, the the show, Get Shorty. He was our oh, uh, that's producer fun. on. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. So then you had a director directing the episode who wasn't Scott Ellis, who directed the yeah, scene. Yeah, Davey Holmes actually okay. directed okay, that cool. episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. He basically so was fun. like, um, just like, what do you do normally on stage every night? And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do this. Do you want me to do this? He's like, yeah, do that. Flop on the couch, you know, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it, it, when it came with to the song, that was sort of the easiest way to approach mm. it. And then, of course, you know, the storyline's totally different. I'm married to my, my mobster and I got my baby at home. <laughs> <laughs> Where Sandy is just you know you really root for her but she's oh, she's yeah, yeah. unlucky i mean just a tornado of nerves mm-hmm. but in passion yeah. passion yeah yeah oh my god she's not a quitter no no yeah. i think she might be um in some ways i think she's like one of the strongest like mentally strongest characters cuz she just won't give up like i, I think that's a that's amazing <laughs> Yeah. She's told no at every, you know, everywhere she goes. And she's like, nope, I'm not listening to it. I'm going to keep And Sarah, going. the way that you were able to convey that, but also like this insanely lovable, like, because San- Sandy's not on stage a whole lot. I mean, like, no. it's, and and she, but you, every time you came on stage, like, you light it up. Like, that, that was, <laughs> we loved Tootsie. We actually saw the very first preview. So I think it was Whoa. a little bit of a longer show than other oh, yeah. performances. <laughs> Yeah. It was long, but we were laughing the whole time. We laughed the okay, entire good. time. I like pulled a muscle in my face. It was like, <laughs> I, I can't I remember a funnier book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The book is great. It, the book is great. I mean, the show was, it was a blast to be a part of. And I definitely, we bonded hardcore that cast. So it's, it's, um, that was the hardest part saying goodbye to them. Truly. Yeah. I can imagine. We talked to We've Lily Cooper. Oh, you oh, did? Yeah, back in, right after closing, I want to say. And okay, yeah. she was that. She said the same thing. She already was mourning like the, the separation from the cast. Like that was yeah. the, one of the biggest things she said. Yeah. I'd never been with a cast that was like that united. And I really think that um, Santino had a lot to do with that. He just really, mm. right from the very beginning was like, we are a family. We're doing all the things together. Everybody's opinion matters. Everyone in the room, like we're going to support and respect and lift each other up. And he, it just like trickled down to everybody. Everyone in the building was just. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. That is so cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. just the the legends in that show in general, like it was just jam packed, but I could imagine that going out of town to Chicago probably also does a lot of that bonding. Definitely. A lot of hot tub line readings. Oh, I love it. Well, you were terrific. I mean, and thank you. I mentioned this before we started recording, but I had never gotten the chance to see you live, but I've been a fan for 10 years because I was obsessed with the musical Vanities, which you were a part of. I mean, was that like 10 years ago? Like, I, I feel like it was more than that. Wasn't more than it that? more than that? 
I was baby. like married to somebody else when that was <laughs> <laughs> like that was a long time ago. No, it definitely was. It definitely was a long time ago. Because yeah. I was like not even 30 yet. And I'm sure now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you were you made such an impression on me. I don't know what it was about vanities that I latched on to, but I discovered it because I was such a fan of That's a Raven and Annalise Vanderpool. Oh, yeah. Kelsey was yeah. one of the three girls in it. And I had never, I still never seen Vanities, which I know it's gone through a lot of changes since the, even the recording. I have heard that. Yeah. 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 But I really just loved it. I think I've always been <laughs> such a softie for shows that are about time in mm. a way, you know, when the girls are, because it follows three three friends from high school to college to beyond and you see how their friendship ebbs and flows through the years and um i i just really i I thought the concept was amazing because when you're young you're obsessed with the future when you reach a certain age you're obsessed with the past but vanities has them facing themselves in the mirror you know like they have to confront who they are and what they mean to each other um, and I just was so obsessed with it. And you, that song you do, the same old music, the drunk unbelievable. Song. Drunk song. <laughs> Why can't I have a normal solo, guys? Why? They just get Why they they just deranged. So <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one were you? Do you feel like you? Ooh. Right? Like they would always say that, like, are you a Joanne, a Mary, or a Kathy? I think I was a Kathy. Yeah. I really I do. Yeah. yeah. I was just very put I'm a Virgo, so it was always very like organized and yep. you know, I really saw the way my life was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if I'm a Kathy now, but right. are you sure? Are you sure? I, I did start <laughs> meditating this summer, which is very Kathy. You know, she's like, I read all these books and then I'm like looking at the stars. Maybe yeah. that's me. Maybe I yeah. am Kathy. I think Kathy might be the best one to be mentally. <laughs> Yeah, so. I think Kathy's probably on the least amount of like antidepressants. For sure. 100%. Well, because by right. the end of it, they're all sort of medicating in some way. Joanne's drinking. Yeah. Kathy's probably on drugs. And yeah. Mary is using sex and, you know, yeah. whatever's going on. You can yeah. totally obsess with this. And I know power. <laughs> yeah, she becomes yeah. like this like crazy, like powerful art. Cra- yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a lot. They're wild ladies, but they're also... The, the play is great. Have you read the play? No. Oh, you should. If you're a fan of the musical, you should definitely read the play. The the uh, author wrote both the musical and the the play, but the oh, play is great. Okay. And it has like legends of people. Kathy Bates was the original Joanne in the oh, play. Wow. Isn't that cool? I think it was in Circle in the Square. I might be wrong about that, but I think and, it was. Okay. So I'm just out of, out of curiosity. How did Vanities yeah. come into your life? Because this was after you'd already been on Broadway and Avenue Q. Yeah, you know what? That's why because um, Carmel Dean, who was playing, was uh, she wasn't the musical director of Spelling Bee, but she was working on that show, and she was working on Vanities, and I had just come in as the Vacation Swing. That was my first Broadway show. I took over for Kate Weatherhead for like um, I don't know, just over a month, and I covered all the girls and my Broadway debut was um, like two weeks after having set my foot in the building. Oh my goodness. Had not even had put in rehearsals and Sarah and Silly both got sick. And so I played, um, which one did I do first? I did Sarah Salzburg. Uh, so I did Schwartzy first for the matinee on su- on a Sunday and then Celia's part for the evening <laughs> So oh, but anyway, God. Carmel was there and she was like, this girl's great. You should hear her. You should consider her for this reading of Vanities. And I did a reading. And then from then on, I did like all the readings and all the versions. It was, yeah, it was nice. Wow. Fun. It was like my first like big, you know, opportunity that was like uh, original, you know. Original mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was and supposed to come to Broadway. Dude, it totally was. Like it was like announced. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to go to the Lyceum, and and that was a really hard call. Oh I can God. imagine. I remember the producer calling me and just like, I got off. I was like, okay, I understand. I understand. Getting off the phone and just like weeping, you know, because everything is now. It's like I'd probably be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> like, on to the next. <laughs> 
everything's such a big deal. And, you know, I don't know. Then you become jaded and you're like, well, or whatever. Yeah. And you were going to be originating a role on Broadway too. So it's like, you know, that was, yeah, it was but hard. then it happened. Then, yeah. When, I guess, what was the first was, one? Was Clear Day next? Or? Clear Day, Clear Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went back to um, Avenue Q for a little while and then, yeah, then Clear Day. Wow. I, I love Avenue Q and I feel like it's it's one of those musical people don't really talk about it anymore, even though it was still running off Broadway. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Well remember I mean, that I, one of the songs was mixtape. I mean it was it was <laughs> got it old was. like kind of fast. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. Cause there was also the song that was like the internet was kind of groundbreaking and it was for porn. Totally. Wow. Okay. I guess it did kind of it went out of style. Not out of style, but you know what I mean. It kind of just... It, it aged. It, it aged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like the puppets. <laughs> really. I could imagine. Like, I remember being at New World, like an eyeball popping off or like, <laughs> the, 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 like the rod coming out. Mm-hmm. One, I was on stage once at New World when like a light burst above us and a little teeny ash landed on Princeton's head, the puppet, not the human playing Princeton. And it just went... Pfft like little fire. And I was like, oh, are we going to stop? No? Okay. okay. It was fine. It went out. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. We've jumped into a lot of your, of your career so far, but I do want to <laughs> kind of, we usually always ask our guests, are you well? And how are you doing? I feel like we've kind of dug into a little bit, but just out of curiosity, are you well? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, this is, I mean, this has been, uh, such a roller coaster, right? Emotionally, it, I was not well for a number of months right in the beginning. I mean, I was mm-hmm. really, I was really busy. Um, I would say for the two years prior to this happening, I, w- I really was so fortunate to be jumping from a pro- one project to another. And also a lot of them were overlapping. Like even in when I was doing Tootsie, I was shooting Billions, I was shooting Get Shorty, I shot a movie. Um, There was just a lot always going on. And um, then I went directly into this new Kevin James show, which was so exciting, but also like so much pressure because it's a new show and new people and you want it to be awesome. So you're just, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful. And then recorded this album and then just like nothing. So yeah. it it felt um, it was such a crazy shock to my system, and I'd been like begging for time off for so long, but then it came, and I was like, wait, wait, oh my god, that's not what I meant. I didn't, I didn't mean this. And um, yeah, it was hard. I don't know how it was for you guys, but it was it was hard to get out of bed for a whole number of weeks. I ate everything I drank everything you know whatever you could do to like get some sort of comfort Mm -hmm. and and excitement too you know and you know we forget now because it's been so long but those first especially those first few weeks were scary like Mm -hmm. it was I remember my fiance like wouldn't let me touch doorknobs and like push elevator buttons when we'd walk our dog and and we would go out like I remember the first time we went out for like a jog together and we ended up just fighting the whole time because we were so stressed about people and like being socially distant and making sure we weren't like um you know just getting infected I don't Mm -hmm. know It, it was such a it was it was hard but I feel um today and I, I feel great. I, I felt, I felt uh, like I can finally look at this time and stop thinking about it as a pause anymore, but as like mm-hmm. major growth. I mean, I have gotten closer to my family, to my friends. Um, I have dug in harder to my own creativity and what, figuring out what is the voice I want to come out of this with and and what do I, what do I want to make louder? I've, I've had to really educate myself about everything that's happening in society and the fractures Mm -hmm. of it. It's, I was not, um, I had some stuff to learn Mm -hmm. and I feel like, so in a lot of ways, this time has been 
truly a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can finally say that, but I, I, it took me a while to come to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's crazy how quickly things went from don't touch your face to like <laughs> wash your hands, right. to wear a mask, and uh-huh. then our industry is gone for now. And yeah. and it's and now there's just true insanity happening with a lack of relief. But I, I I that's why I thought originally maybe you made this EP during this time because it felt like such a, a labor of of the times. And I mean, in a way you did, like it's, it's still all a part of that. And yeah, but I will say like, for the, I, I couldn't even listen to it in the beginning. It was wow. too painful. So um, my, pro- my producing partners, they really took that over and worked on it. And I was like, just don't send it to me until like you have a mix that you feel great about. Cause I just can't, I was listening to it through I don't know. Was, I, I just couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't remember what it felt like when I was singing it. I don't know. It was, it was hard initially, um, but now it feels. Uh, it feels good to to play it and to hear it, and I can have. I can find joy in it again. And I think it's going to spread a lot of joy too. I mean, you should be I so proud so. of what you made. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It really is. Thank you. Thank you so you're, much. You're right, though. I'm trying to think of when I stopped viewing this time. The, sw- the switch happened the from pause. being the pause to yeah. being a time when I'm like actively engaging myself in my life going forward. But right. I think probably around when George Floyd was murdered and I realized I have time and energy to put into you know, being an act, being active in my own life to start learning, unlearning, uh-huh. being an activist, protesting in whatever way that meant to me. And yep. I think it was around then because I found myself like exercising more, you know, yeah, right? establishing new routines and being more creative. I've had so many ideas in the last <laughs> like two months. Like I was actually literally before you, you called in, Sarah, I was like telling Dylan, I have an idea for a film. I'm not a writer, but I have an idea for a film that I want to like put together somehow. Like it's, it's amazing. This, this like rebirth I felt in the summer months, I suppose. Yeah. But, that's so fantastic. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was around that time and, and everyone, that's really when people started going out more, right? They mm-hmm. were like, yes. we can't sit back anymore. Yeah. Um, I think that's very true. And I'm glad, I'm glad that people are sort of coming around and, and letting themselves have joy again, you know, yes. and work. But yeah, the Broadway thing is like so mm-hmm. scary, guys. My fiance mm-hmm. is the um, head electrician at the Friedman Theater. Oh, so wow. yeah, so he's just like, well, I don't know. They're telling me March. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah. like deeply scary for so many people. And mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I, know. I don't know. Well, speaking of things, maybe like resuming production is the crew, the Kevin James mm-hmm. Netflix show. Did you guys finish yeah. filming? No, we were um seven. We we got into the seventh episode, so okay. we're actually going back in two weeks. They are planning. Nice. Well, actually, I don't know when this airs, so maybe that's all wrong. But at the end of um the end of August, they are planning. Okay. On- uh, going back and we're going to finish. We have three more episodes. Okay. So, oh, wow. But let me tell you, that packet of protocols is wild from Netflix. It's like they are really keep – I feel very confident that we will be very safe because they are just – it's going to be um, – They're they've covered everything. <laughs> it's wild. That's great. That's I so start great. testing on Monday. Like I, we have to start pre – doing all the COVID testing and quarantining and stuff. Yeah, my uh, the co-stars who are all living in LA are coming in on Monday to start quarantining in a hotel. So, oh, oh, so it films in New York? It films in Long Island, yeah. Long Island. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, at um, Gold Coast Studios. And it's, it is a multicam show. So normally we'd have an audience, which mm-hmm. has been so fun because it is a hybrid of theater and it's TV. Theater, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was it was really great getting to do all of those. We didn't do the last one, obviously, because it was it was like that Friday mm-hmm. when everything had happened. But okay. um, yeah, so they they canceled the live audience, and we won't be able to have them for this month. But um, but we're still doing it. So 
I'm you know what? That's really great. excited for you guys to see it. It's a really fun show. The cast is fantastic. It's a beautiful group of humans, and it's just really joyful and silly and fun and um, and great characters. It's all about NASCAR, <laughs> which right, I had to learn right. about because I knew nothing about. Now, are you are you Kevin Hart's love? Kevin James? Kevin James. Kevin James. Oh my God, Kevin James. <laughs> Edit that out, producers. Um, is are you Kevin James's love interest on the show? I'm his work wife. Work wife. Okay. Oh, cool. okay. Okay. So we'll see what happens. So you're like the Leah Remini in a way. Yes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I should hope because they are so amazing together <laughs> that like I should only hope that it's that that great. But yeah. Because was King of Queens and was it called Kevin Can Wait or Kevin Can't yes. Wait? Or yeah. Was, that was also wait, filmed yeah. at Gold Coast then? Is this like his creative I, home? Not, um, Kevin Can Wait was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's, yeah, he's he's the kind of person that just brings, he's got such a loyal following that just want to work with him all the times because they just, it's such a great environment. So everyone that we're working with, he's, like they're like family to him so they just uh, there's this beautiful um energy backstage and it's it's uh it's really like cozy it's really uh, lovely and you know what and there's something really comforting about multicam series too yeah i think it's like that late night like you know when you're a kid you see like these multicams on like nick at night or whatever and i think it's i don't want to say it's a dying art form but i suppose there's less and less multicams new ones that come sure, out yeah. every year. So I think this is really cool that Netflix is doing one. Yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. It is really cool. Yeah. We're excited about it. It's going to be fun. Um, okay. So we, we do also like to ask sort of about how you found your voice within the industry to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll let Connor introduce this, this section because <laughs> I keep, I keep trying to steal it from Connor. He's been doing it since we started. But <laughs> I, I always used to introduce this segment and in the last Three weeks, Dylan has snatched it from me. I don't understand Dylan. what's going on. I'm just kidding. No, um, this is before we record like almost every episode where I was like, okay, who's going to read the intro this time? Who's going to do this? But it like almost is always the same. So I think it's hilarious that Dylan's now taking my thunder. But anyway. I didn't realize you re recorded it every time because it really does sound the same to me. I listened to some of them and I'm like, oh, they, that must be their like taped thing. Oh it's my not. God. And then you just, we're starting to do it. And I'm like, oh, you're doing it live. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're we very do. well rehearsed. Live in studio. That's right. <laughs> I guess it just is in me now that I say it very similarly every time. But we, we do like to ask our guests about, you know, for maybe l- new listeners of the pod, what uh-huh. um, your ring of keys moment is as it pertains to a life in the arts. You know, that yeah. moment when you realized I've got to be a star, mama. oh man I don't I'm trying to think if there was like a singular moment well you know what I think there was Um, I (laughs) my aunt Dot when she got married um, wanted to have like her friends and family have like you know performances at the at the reception. So, you know, reading poems or whatever. We have a very like fun and arty creative family. And so she wanted, you know, she opened it up to like have people perform. And I, without my parents' knowledge, overheard this and was like, oh, great. I will perform a dance routine for Aunt Dot and Uncle Mark for their wedding. Um, I was... Nine, I think, nine or 10. Uh, And I rehearsed in my bedroom to Footloose. That was the song I chose. And I I did this whole routine, worked on it for weeks beforehand, packed in my little purse, a, span, a black, black and white spandex two-piece outfit. Love it. With my costume change. And showed up at the wedding and announced to my Uncle Bill, who was like, you know, running the host of it. And I said, I have a, I have a dance that I need to do. And he was like, what is she talking about? But he, you know, allowed it to happen. And I was in my party dress. I remember going to the bathroom, changing it to the spandex, walking across like this, you know, the big, like all the tables of the reception out. And everybody's sitting around. And I walk up and hand the DJ a CD. And I was like, 
I need you to play Footloose. And he goes, I, I have that. <laughs> so I get up on stage and there is a video of me performing a very kind of sexual dance <laughs> to Footloose, but like so invested in it and without any fear or hesitation, which I wasn't necessarily like that. I was kind of shy in a lot of ways. So I don't know what this was about, but I just felt like moved to do this. And the entire, I remember finishing it and really not being aware of the audience at all. And then I remember striking my pose and finishing it. And the whole room like jumped to their feet and started screaming. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Like it was like this feeling of like, wow, what I did like make, gave, had this reaction, you know, it caused this like uh-huh. happiness and joyful, like screaming and clapping and everyone was having fun. And um, I, from, I guess that was it. Wow. I think from then on, I was like, I must entertain mama. <laughs> I got to do it. And after that, shortly after that, my, my mom did get me into some summer camps and I discovered musical theater, which I had not discovered before then and then it was like all over i was like oh god this is the best thing i've ever experienced (laughs) and i and i know that you like did like an annie national tour like basically like doing annie everywhere imaginable i didn't Um, do the tour but i did it regionally in england at like every community theater for a while until they were like taping my like pubescent boobs down because i was really too old to play oh my god always had my natural hair let's love it beautiful Um, hair that that confidence that that kids have like it being yeah, nine or right? ten and uh, how do we bottle that and and tap back into that because i think about things that we like edit doing in like talent shows and things as a kid that yeah i can't believe that a young version of me was like this is what i'm doing i don't care what people think like it's so right? special that's so cool that oh, you weren't didn't so feel special. restricted and you felt encouraged then Thankfully, your mom helped you connect to camps and... Yeah, but I mean, I guess it was like, it also was such an independent thing. It was like having the validation that you can make, you can decide you want something and create it and do it and people will like it without anyone like having to sort of coax you along the way. Like it was, it was a very like, I don't know, I was just all on my own sort of making those decisions. God, I wish I was like that again. Oh, you lose, it's the insecurity comes later, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just piles on and you think you'll get over it or, you'll, you know, yeah. it'll get easier. But I truly think it gets a little bit harder. I think the pressure is harder. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember the first time getting nominated for a Tony and I, it was just all like, <gasps> wow, like just like, you know, fireworks and rainbows and everything was just mm-hmm. so fun. And honestly, the second time was just like super stressful. Oh, I, was I can really imagine. Stressed the whole whole time. I mean, I was also playing Sandy, which I get very involved in whatever role I'm playing, and so doing living in her headspace for a year was oh wow, that was tricky. I can't imagine. I right? mean, it was hard. Oh, the anxiety, dude. Wow. So oh. why do you think it was so much more stressful the second time? Because you maybe because I mean I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm trying to imagine myself in your position, but I guess you know what's coming in a way. Oh, I think it's like the expectation of like what's coming up and how you're supposed to act. And, um, you know, I had a, I, I got a publicist this last time. I didn't have one the first time and she's just the bomb. Like I'm obsessed with her, but she also is super good at what she does. So she got me a ton of stuff. So I was very mm-hmm. busy. Um, and also, you know, she's like, making sure I have hair and makeup for everything. I don't know how I did it last time. Honestly, like, <laughs> what was I doing? I was like going to TJ Maxx and I'm like, um, okay, I need like four dresses and like these nude heels will match all of them, you know? But yeah. this last time it was just, it felt like uh, there was more going on and I knew, I, I just knew what to expect. So therefore, it, I don't know, it was like weirder. It was like scarier for me. It's so hard. All of those things are so weird. And you're also just so busy because you're doing the show at night. I can't believe mm-hmm. it's the only oh. award show that's like that where you're working just nonstop. That's, yeah. it's, I can't even imagine the exhaustion that your body yeah. was probably just running off of adrenaline too by the, totally. By the night. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing about Sandy, that role, like you mentioned, it was so um, 
it's not a lot of stage time, but when it is, it's like a rocket. So, mm-hmm. but, but what's super hard about that is that you rock it on stage and then you sit in your dressing room for 20 minutes, half an hour, and then do it again. So it was constantly having to like, you know, get it up for the, for yeah. the role. And it was, that was hard too. Just that, um, that was just hard mentally. Yeah. Wow. So, and of course you want to win the Tony too. Cause you're like, I want to win. <laughs> totally. <this."> totally. <laughs> oh. And what was cool about the 2019 Tonys was it was truly anyone's game. Like throughout much of the, with the exception of like Santino, who we, we knew was just going to yeah. win that category. Yeah. Like, anyone could have won any of those different categories. I mean, oh, there was the featured actress performances. category is always my favorite because they're the most <laughs> dynamic performances. And I mean, oh, we've actually had you and Lily and Allie Stroker, Aww. three people from that, that category. Oh, we, yeah. have to, we have to complete it soon, but. Totally, um, <laughs> totally. Who do we need? Amber Gray. <laughs> Amber Gray and Mary Testa. Mary Testa. Oh, she'd be a riot. Sarah, your gown at at the Tonys was so beautiful. That color. Thank you. Thank you. Just absolutely. Yeah, I loved that. That was pretty magical. That felt it had did you see the like wings? Did you see the Mm -hmm. picture with the wings? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was really fun. I mean, that part is really fun. All the dress up is fun. And my fiance and his girls got to come as well. So they got to be all dressed up and we did hair and makeup all together. It was really special. Oh, that's oh so cute. Weird. How'd you meet your fiance? I love talking about love. Oh, yay. Yes. Oh, so, so in love. Um, he uh, was working, you know, because he works at the Freedmen. So I was at opening night of The Father. Yes. And um, the stage manager of that production was my stage manager in Hand to God. So we were hanging out at the party afterwards. And Jeff came up and was like, he thought he thought he was like so smooth and being like, you know, I don't know that he was like hitting on me. I'm like, you didn't even look at me. <laughs> he didn't say hello. Like, I thought you were rude, but, um, but he, you know, we both thought the other was cute and we were both single and Fitz, our stage manager just hooked that up. And since Aww. then, yeah, we've just been, Hey, I will say this. If we can make it through quarantine, I have no doubts about our marriage. <laughs> I yes. really don't. Oh, I um, love that. Are you guys living with it or you live together? We live, we live together. together. We, we fled New York to come back to Cleveland, which is where oh, we're, okay. our family's from. Yeah. Well, we came um, back because my work was like, we'll be back in the office in two weeks. Uh-huh. Um, you guys can like do whatever. Like we'll be back like April 2nd or 3rd, whatever that Monday was. So I was uh-huh. like, well, I have two weeks. New York feels really scary right now. It was the day Broadway was, they announced Broadway was shut down. I was like, totally. maybe I'll just go hang out with my family this like, I don't need to take time off. I can like work from home and chill with my parents. And then everything changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've been here pretty much ever since. But I yeah. don't I, I, I don't live with a, with a significant other. I just live with my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my boyfriend lives in Columbus, Ohio area. Oh, so okay. we've expanded our like quarantine bubbles to like be within each other and everything. Yeah. So. Your pod. Oh yes. Yeah, people are calling it pod. I think that couples, I feel kind of bad for couples that started dating right before quarantine because. Can you imagine? No. I mean, literally, like we got engaged in January and I, I mean, there were some moments in this quarantine. Oh, yeah. I think I hate you. I'm like, hate you. That's the thing too is like. (laughs) And I don't know if I've just said this out loud or said this on the podcast. My whole life is a blur. I don't know if someone's recording at any time, but um, you're not meant to spend every second of the day with your partner. Mm-mm. Like that is no. like truly unreasonable. Like mm-hmm. there's very few couples out there that actually just, I mean, unless you're like two people who live in an RV and just drive around the whole world as like rubber driving people, there's no <laughs> reason you'll spend every single day together. So it's, no. it's, it's unnatural yeah. circumstances, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty intense, but it, you know, yeah, but we're making it, we're making it exactly. happen. We also got a puppy right before this thing started too. <sighs> so jealous. I'm so oh, jealous. She's just like the greatest thing ever. But I will tell you this, we were, all the training was going well and she was doing like puppy classes. We had a month of that and the socialization and all that. But then when quarantine started, we really took a step back and she developed all these anxiety problems and separation oh. problems because we were never without her. So that's been um, 
that was really kind of crazy too, just figuring all of that out. But also like so happy that we have yeah. her to focus on. Now, yeah. is she named for Ms. Lupone? No, uh, she was named Patty <laughs> for okay. Patty Smith. Okay, cool. Oh, <laughs> Very nice. cool. Um, but uh, honestly, I didn't give her the name. We got her from a rescue and she was Good. named, her and her brother were Patty and Ozzy. And um, I just couldn't change it. She no. just felt so authentically a Patty. I mean, I call yeah. her Patricia if I'm being formal. <laughs> oh, how I'm cute. With her. I call yeah, her. I love that. That's like we used to give our dogs middle names. So when you like have to like reprimand them, you say their oh, full yeah. name or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's great. It's great. Um, I feel like it's time yeah. to start wrapping, wrapping up. I think sadly. it is, sadly. I know. Sarah, you're so sweet. But we like to end on a dose of drama, which is something that could be on our minds from the pod, from, you know, personal lives, from our media diet, from whatever we're consuming, anything you might be feeling dramatic about. Does anybody have a dose of drama? Dylan, do you want to kick it off? I want to take it away because yeah. I've been thinking about this on my drive back from the Smokies yesterday, um, which also the trip there was insane. We got in a car accident on the way down, like had to get a rental car to finish the trip. Like it's a whole other podcast, but. Um, <laughs> God. We, I know. Everyone was safe, but we. Okay, good. The Barefoot Hideaway where we stayed at the top of a mountain in the Smokies was most beautiful. We jokingly said they're sponsoring us, but I do have a bone to pick. It was fully stocked with everything you could ever need. I mean, every cooking utensil, it had board games, it had three smart TVs, like candles, literally everything, except for paper towels, which is one of the most, you know, necessary items in a house. And Thankfully, one of the guys that came with us brought it. But my dose of drama is that there was no paper towels at the Airbnb. That's drama because on a season three episode of The Real House of the Potomac, a new housewife named Candace throws a barbecue and there's no paper towels. And the grand dame, Karen Huger, makes a big scene about there not being paper towels. So I can understand why there's drama. Yes, and of well. course, my, my brain is officially broken because I'm associating your life with The Real Housewives. So <laughs> I'm going to see myself out. <clears throat> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm honestly feeling very dramatic lately. Um, but one of them is, and this actually kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about how, you know, originally in quarantine, I was like giving myself a chance to like pause and breathe and like eat whatever. And then there was like a big change that happened. And I'm starting to feel like it's time for me to probably start making professional moves once again. Um, in some way, and I guess this is like vague and not really thought out what I'm saying, but I think it's probably time to hopefully temporarily get a new FTJ, aka full-time job. So really, I think so. I know. Well, I mean, Lord willing, God willing, whomever willing that I can um, get hired somewhere, but I just feel like I want to have an income, (laughs) a, a concept, but the reason it's drama is because I like truly never want to work again, but I still want money. Is that like a normal thing? <laughs> no, that yeah, that's normal, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Anyway, oh man, I'm my brain is a mess. But Sarah, do you feel like you have a dose of drama? I do have a dose of drama. Nice. Um, I really wanted before I had to like quarantine myself here before I started shooting again. I wanted to go visit my pregnant sister and my mom, but I knew because they're both, you know, at risk risk. that I needed to get the COVID test before. But here's one is annoying me. You can't get the results. The results are like they're they're saying two at a minimum, but but five to ten days in a lot of cases. What is the point of that? I know. So like, I just ran out of time. Like, I'm like, well, I can't. Also, if I got it and then walked my dog three times, how is that? Right. I'm getting exposed. Right. That has been, I get it. I mean, I get it because everyone's getting tested and it's just very backed Mm -hmm. up. But Oh, and also this is all doctory stuff. No, you're good. You're good. It's all important. I I need a pap smear. Okay. Like it's a thing. And I need yeah. one. And mm-hmm. I was scared to go to the doctor initially because of everything that was going on. So like right. I put it off. Well, I finally called. Oh my God, y'all, it's like five months before <gasps> you can book an appointment because no. there's such few appointments happening right now oh. and they're so backed up. So ladies, make your calls because 
this girl's going at 10 a.m. before Thanksgiving. That's the oh my oh my god! Isn't that crazy? So that's does this count? Is this work? Is this, this is count? all this drama. Is, this is le- <laughs> real drama. Meanwhile, I'm like, I think I should probably get a job. You're like, I have like possible health concerns. But my thing is, <laughs> even if you go on a cancellation list, it's probably yeah. hundreds of people long. Yeah, I mean, every that's I think those are the kinds of things that we're going to start running into because we, mm-hmm. you know, we just hadn't thought about it until now. I don't know. It's crazy. It's a it's a whole new world, y'all. We'll see what happens. Wait, this is we can cut this if it's like not okay to say. But do you have? To, are you allowed to, for speaking of quarantining and testing and stuff? Do you have yeah. to stay in this hotel too during shooting of the oh, crew? Yeah. Oh or yeah. Or are you okay to go home? No, I am by myself in the hotel and Ugh. driving myself to work. And then there's like a questionnaire and temperature checks at the car before you even get out of the car. My hair and makeup people will be like full hazmat suits. <laughs> it's going to be, they basically were like, well, you can't eat lunch with the cast anymore. Like you'll be eating in your dressing room by yourself. It's going to be very sort of sterile and maybe a little bit lonely. Yeah. But um, we will make up for it when we hit the set. So I actually think these last three episodes might be completely on fire because we're so pent up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're starved for in-person human interaction. Totally. I have to, I got a, um, a note that said that I have to hug another actor in one of the scenes and that this hug will not be performed until we go to shoot it and not until the setup's done and every everything's done. So we only have to do it a couple of times. I know, guys. Wow. What is this? It's wild. They're, Netflix they're is so it. on it. Like yeah, they, they get it done. Like that. That is remarkable. They wow. Do. Well, and then we'll have to have you back on to talk about the crew once we've we've aired yes. it and and everything like that too. Because I love that. this has been the most delightful time, Sarah. <laughs> we are even bigger fans now after seeing that you're truly the real deal. And oh. where can everybody find you on social media? My alter ego is Lulu Bell Styles. So you can find that on Instagram Love. and on Twitter. It's my little fairy persona. That's oh so God. cute. I, I love, love it. it. And everybody follow at the drama podcast and follow me at Connor McDowell. And me at Dylan McDowell. And Sarah, we are excited for all that's down the line because I know that once everything hits the ground running and we're back open, we're going to just continue to be gifted with your amazing talent, your beautiful voice. And of course, we'll be listening to your EP on loop just to cheer us Aww. up or maybe like make us make us feel a little something if, if, <laughs> if things are feeling down. So. And I'm manifesting that whatever character we see you play on Broadway again, your song will be normal. Like it will be not... Like kind of a deranged, like anxious I think or easy, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, gentle. I love it. I'll, I'll think of a role and we'll we'll manifest it. That but. sounds so great. I mean, you we didn't even so talk sweet. about it. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Wait, oh my god, I'm sorry to interrupt a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, what were you saying? Um, <laughs> but um, we didn't even talk about Into the Woods, which also. Oh, kind of yeah. a kooky song. I know things yeah. now, like it, it kind of goes off in the end, but. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh we my definitely God. need to have you back at some, some point. But thank you so much for, for doing this with us, Sarah. It's been thank really you. a delight. I wish you well and smiles and, you know, to take good care of yourself right now. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> All right, Connor, we will see you next time. Drama. Drama.